0: E S N Y. How we doing? Episode 64 of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Coming to you live on a Monday night, day after the Giants closed out the regular season with a big 23-19 win over the Dallas Cowboys, their first win over the division rivals since the 2016 season. And uh, what a game. Seriously. I mean, that was football. That's how football should be played. What a game. And if there were two guys for the Giants who really stepped up in this massive victory, it was Sterling Shepard and the one and only Leonard Williams. And I wrote about this too. You can check it out, elitesportsnewyork.com, in the post-game piece. Shepard, 8 catches, 112 yards, 2 touchdowns, one of which was a rushing touchdown on the opening drive, and what a magnificent opening drive that was. They moved the ball downfield, they were creative with the play calling, the guys executed the plays, Wayne Gallman was running hard, and Sterling Shepard ultimately crossed the plane to give his team a 6 to nothing lead. I don't know why Shepard waited until the fantasy season was over to do this stuff. 8 catches, 112 yards, 2 touchdowns. I don't know why he waited 17 weeks to do this. I mean, I don't know who would have had... Shepard in their starting lineup in week 16 in a championship round. But regardless, he played great. Thought he bailed Daniel Jones out on a number of occasions. There were a number of low throws Jones made that Shepard scooped out um, before they hit the ground. So I thought he had a great game. And uh, Leonard Williams as well. I mean, listen, they got to sign. They got to re-sign Leonard Williams. Okay, no doubt in my mind. He's playing on the franchise tag right now. They need to re-sign him or bring him. They need to bring him back on a long-term deal. Three sacks, five quarterback hits, seven combined tackles, all season highs. Pressured Andy Dalton into throwing that pick in the end zone late in the game that basically sealed the deal on a Giants win, uh, and almost didn't because of the Wayne Gallman fumble. I mean, I almost passed out when that happened. Uh, he did have possession though. Gallman did. He did fall on it. There was that one camera angle that basically saved the Giants' ass. They okay, showed him on his back, down by contact, with the ball in his grasp. Um, you know, giving the ball back to the Giants was the right call. Uh, regardless, you know, Gallman, just fall. Why are you still running? You got the first down. You the game's over. They're going to waste one of their timeouts, and you could kneel it down. You can, um, you know, kneel it victory formation three times in a row, and then you're done. Just fall down. You know but it can never just be a sure win for the Giants there always has to be something that happens at the end uh and that was that, that was there was this time around it was the Goleman fumble that was a near disaster but he recovered it uh and you know back to the original point great game by Leonard Williams and they got to resign him they got to resign him 100 percent break the bank for him and do it now not sure what the cap is going to be but he's gonna want a good chunk of change, and the Giants better be willing to give it to him, because he has made a significant difference on that side of the ball. Okay? Three sacks yesterday, one in the final drop, the final offensive drive for the Cowboys on first down, down um, you know near the red zone, and then two plays later, he pressured Dalton into throwing the pick. And shout out to Xavier McKinney, first career pick. Uh, you know, obviously that interception late in the game in the end zone. And also, shout out to Tay Crowder, who had a great rookie year. Tay Crowder, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft, had a great year for the Giants yesterday, 11 combined tackles. Big part of that defense yesterday. Big part of that, you know, decent, good, decent-sized part of that defense, and I'm only saying decent-sized because that defense is just has been great and strong all year, and there's a lot of pieces to it. So he's a decent-sized piece of that defense all year. Tay Crowder. He's not so irrelevant, you know, after his rookie season. Not at all. But, all in all, typical Giants win in 2020. Or, you know, the 2020 season at least. Offense wasn't stellar, besides Shepard. Defense held its own and was strong for much of the game. And it was a great win to close out the year. But, the Giants won't be making the playoffs. Nope. Not this year. Fourth year in a row, they will not be making the postseason due to the Washington football team's win over the Philadelphia Eagles 20-14 on Sunday Night Football. That win gave Washington its first division title since 2015. Listen, congrats to Washington, okay? Seriously, congrats to Ron Rivera on winning the division, even if it was a 7-9. to um, You know, the team has gone through multiple quarterbacks, had to release their first round quarterback, their first rounder from last year, Dwayne Haskins. But that defense is awesome, man. I mean, Chase Young is fantastic. He's been great this whole year. He's going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year. And that team deserves it. They fought hard. They peaked at the right moment. You know, they beat the Steelers. Um, and regardless of the fact that the Giants beat them twice, you know, that team deserves it. Great defense. I think Rivera's you know, has done what he can to change the culture there. I think they're fired up heading into the postseason. They'll play Tampa Bay. Uh, I believe next Saturday night So shout out to the Washington football team Congratulations on making the postseason But the real story Of this Washington win over Philly And you know what I'm about to say Is Doug Peterson's Decision to sub Nate, uh, Nate Sudfeld Into the game for Jalen Hurts When they're down by one possession In the fourth quarter Can anyone explain that Decision to me You could give me a hundred different explanations for that. And the only one I would believe is that Peterson was trying to lose the game. And what else can you say? After the game, he said he was coaching to win. I mean, listen, I've never coached football at any level, let alone the pros. But I'm pretty sure if you're coaching to win, you don't sub out the better of your two quarterbacks for the worst of your two quarterbacks when you're down by one possession in the fourth quarter. When especially when your number one quarterback isn't struggling, Jalen Hurts wasn't struggling. Jalen Hurts basically gave them the only chance, their only chance at winning that game. You know, and I listen. I get the difference in draft choice. I think their Eagles are now picking sixth. They would have picked ninth if they won. But regardless of the draft position, how could you try to willingly lose a game and make it that obvious? You know, do you realize how much disrespect that leads to you from players? There's no way the Eagles players agreed with um, them subbing in Sudfeld for Hurts. There's no way anybody agrees with it. How could you try to lose the game? Vividly. Look at some of the other teams that were out of the playoffs yesterday. Denver and Vegas, both out of the postseason. They went down to the wire, fought hard. New England, out of the playoffs, played hard and beat the Jets. Jacksonville played to win. The Texans were 4-11. They almost beat the Titans. Who won the division? And they could have very much beat the Titans if their defense didn't blow it at the end. You know, regardless of what it did to the Giants, like, which, you know, it obviously we know the decision basically led to the Eagles losing the game and the Giants didn't make the playoffs because of it. How could you do that if you're Doug Peterson? You know, and I, listen, I get... I'm going to try to word this in the right way. This might not be the easiest thing to do. Um, so, but if I, I get people telling the Giants, well, you should have won more than six games if you wanted to make the postseason. I understand that. Totally. You can't put your destiny in the hands of another team. The Giants should have won more than six games. They should have beat, you know, there was, they blew it against the Eagles earlier this year. They could have beaten Tampa Bay, uh, Chicago. They lost by one possession. The Rams, they lost by one possession. Uh, the three-game losing streak at the end of the year to Arizona, Cleveland, and Baltimore that was on them. The Giants not making the playoffs is on them. Period. But, you must adapt to the situation at hand. And the situation at hand last night was the Giants were 6-10. and 10, And there was no going back and changing that. The six wins were set in stone. The 10 losses were set in stone. They needed to beat the Cowboys in Week 17. And since they did that, all they could do from that point on, was hope for Philly to beat Washington in order for them to win the NFC East. So when Doug Peterson made that decision to go with Sudfeld in a one-possession game in the fourth quarter, the Giants are allowed to be upset at that decision. You know, the Giants and their fans are allowed to criticize and disagree with that decision. Because that decision potentially led to the Eagles losing that game and not being able to come back in that game And the Giants didn't make the playoffs because of it. It's a tough situation to be in. And I get you're not supposed to... You can't leave your destiny in the hands of another team. But the Giants are allowed to be upset with that decision. One, it insults the integrity of the game. Because Peterson is vividly trying to lose. And two, it led to the Eagles losing the game. Which led to the Giants not making the playoffs. Simple. And I don't like people saying... Oh, Giants! Don't question another team's integrity to win a game when you've only won six. Listen, that doesn't really have anything to do with it. Just because they won six games doesn't mean the Giants don't have integrity. If they didn't have integrity all season, you could say, "Okay, Giants, don't criticize someone else's integrity." Relax, you didn't have integrity all year. But that wasn't the case. This Giants team had more integrity and more fight and more heart and more passion than any Giants team that any Giants team that I've seen in years. You know, definitely the most integrity I've seen a Giants team have since the Coughlin era. You know, this team under Joe Judge definitely had more integrity and fight and passion than any of the teams under McAdoo or Pat Shermer. So since the Giants had integrity all season and fight and passion all season, they're allowed to question another team's integrity. Especially when it was so, you know, obvious and evident on a nationally televised game in primetime. And a game that, you know... Played a factor in their eventual potential playoff chances. You're allowed to criticize, you're allowed to have your own opinion on the situation. I'm not saying go off the rails on social media about it, I'm not someone that really does that. But, you know, you're allowed to be upset about that situation if you're the Giants. At the end of the day, Not making the playoffs is on them 100%. Their 10 losses are on them. Their three-game losing streak at the end of the year, which proved to be very crucial, is totally on them. They win one of those games, or they beat Philly or Tampa Bay or Chicago earlier in the year, or Dallas earlier in the year. They make the playoffs. All those losses are on them, but you're allowed to have an opinion on the situation. You're allowed to disagree with what Peterson did, and who wouldn't disagree with what Peterson did? You no, know, but I don't want you can't question the Giants' integrity. You can't just you can't say oh they had six wins they don't have any any integrity. You know, this team was almost in every game. Lost to Tampa Bay by one possession, lost to the Rams by one possession, lost to, to Chicago by one possession, beat Washington twice, beat Seattle. I mean, those are all playoff teams. Right? All playoff teams. You know, if they showed integrity all year, which they absolutely did, then they're allowed to question somebody else's integrity. So, it's, 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 it's a weird situation. It was a weird move. I mean, the only, as I said, you could give me about a hundred different explanations as to why Peterson subbed out Hertz for Sudfeld. And the only, the, the only explanation I would believe is that he was trying to lose the game. I mean, what else are you going to say? He said he was coaching to win. That's not the case. If you're, trying, if you're coaching a win, if you're trying to win a game, then you don't do that. Just a bizarre way to really end the Giants' season. And it was weird, like, witnessing the Giants' season end, because the last couple of years, you know, when they went into Week 17, I knew that was the last game of the year. Mostly because they were never still in it. Um... You know, this year you, you went into the final Giants game of the regular season and you're, you, you didn't know if that was the last game. You didn't, you didn't know if that was the final whistle. You didn't know if that was the last kneel down that D- Daniel Jones would take um, throughout the year. It was just weird that you, you just didn't know overall or in general if that was going to be the last Giants game. So I thought that was weird. But ultimately it is. And um, it's on them. They should have won more. They should have won a couple games that they lost. And uh, that's that. They needed to win one more game this year, and they did not do that. So, for the fourth consecutive year, the Giants will not be in the postseason. However, I do think they improved. I will say that. They only finished 6-10, and they were only in the division race up until the final week of the season because every other team wasn't that great either. I mean, Philly was just eliminated in Week 16. They won four games. Uh, you know, Washington's only 7-9. and nine. They're going to the playoffs. But I do think they improved. I do think they have a good core group on defense. They gotta re-sign Leonard Williams. Um, I, I think they, they, I, they gotta re-sign Dalvin Thompson. They gotta figure out what to do with Evan Ingram Because he was not strong yesterday at all. Drop that, you know, had another drop pass that landed in the hands of a defender. I believe the Giants are throwing 12 picks this year. He's been targeted on six of them. Not great. Um... And, you know, I know, but I think they have a good core group, you know, in in place, especially on defense. Offense, I think they got to figure out what to do with Jason Garrett. Um, not a great year as the offensive coordinator. They getting Saquon back. Hopefully, he's better than ever. They got to find a true number one receiver because they don't have one on the roster right now. Slayton, Shepard, and Tate aren't that type of guy. Um, I know Shepard had a great game yesterday, but he he doesn't do that on a consistent basis. So they got to find someone. And I think the offensive line played, uh, you know, improved throughout the course of the year. I mean, there's no question about that. It's not a perfect offensive line. It's not a fantastic offensive line, but I think they found their group. Their, you know, core guys with uh, Andrew Thomas, Shane Lemieux, Nick Gates. We'll see what Kevin Zeitler's future is like. We'll see what um, Cam Fleming's future is like. Nate Solder, you know, is going to come back next year, I would assume. He took the, he opted out this year because of COVID. So, but I think all in all, Joe Judge has changed the culture. I think these guys play hard. I think these guys like, you know, these guys enjoy playing for Judge and Patrick Graham. We'll see what Patrick Graham's future is also like, whether he'll come back or if he gets a head coaching job, uh, which he definitely deserves. I mean, Patrick Graham ran a great defense all year. So we'll see how it goes. But I think the Giants have a lot to be proud of. And I think uh, the fans have a lot to be proud of. And this team has a lot to build on heading into 2021. So where does that leave us with the Wide Write podcast? Uh, Right now, obviously, we're not going to be doing two shows a week on a consistent basis because we have no games to talk about, but I do plan on being back uh, either later this week or early next week to do a sort of recap episode on the season, you know, talk about maybe the, the top highlights of the year, talk about what needs to be improved on, what the team what went right, what went wrong, uh, things like that, so looking forward to that, but for now, Thank you so much for tuning in to episode sixty-four of the Wide Right Podcast. As always, I am Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Listen and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iArt Radio Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. And alright, I'm out of here.